podcast i'm here with the caveman dave rickles the man is a legend he's a bellator fighter he's a badass he's you were on a tear in bellator you won like three out of four and then they fucking i don't know what happened i, I mean i'm looking at some of the guys you beat by the way in mma i was looking at doing a little deep dive into the, the career of dave rickles and some of the guys you beat you look at the guys you beat you beat sadawad aj matthews adam piccolati J.J. Ambrose, Dobby Ramos, who's now in the UFC, you beat a good crop of people. I mean, you were a badass fighter. You still are a badass fighter. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, you know, being loyal and uh, sinking with Bellator for so long. And, you know, I mean, I was really proud to be a Bellator fighter. And, man, getting kind of dropped in that way uh, was, uh, you know, I lost to the current champion. That was my last loss was Amasov, who just beat Douglas Lima. So, man, I, you know, it's one of those things where, like, it burned me a little bit. But at the same time, I, I know my place, man. I know how good I am. So, shit, I'll fit in where I get in. You know what I mean? Good. Well, you, I mean, you fit in anywhere, number one. But you're fighting bare-knuckle boxing this Saturday night. You're headlining the event. It's in Wichita, Kansas, which is where you're from. Uh, yep. You're fighting. This is my city, baby. Your city. You're fighting Julian Let Me Bang Bro uh, Lane, who is infamous from obviously from his, you know, part of the Ultimate Fighter. He's like, Let Me Bang Bro. Let me bang. That was hilarious. Uh, yeah. Fighting in Wichita. Because I remember you came to my show, which that was awesome. You came in, you were there. There was uh, a bunch of people in wheelchairs that were a basketball team. <laughs> with like, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, I think you're, was awesome. You're with your wife, who was like smoking hot. Um, it was, it was a good time, but is it a lot of pressure? Cause everybody's got to be hitting you up now for tickets, right? Yeah, man. I, I, I sold, uh, upwards of 25 K in tickets. So, um, I'm going to have a big turnout. That's for sure. Do you get to keep some of that? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's why I do that shit, man. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be pushing so hard if I didn't get a cut. Good. Well, that's cool. And this, that's great. Now, uh, Bare Knuckle, you won your first fight again, and you just, you made that guy, I felt bad for that guy, because that, that guy was too tough for his own good, because you were hitting him in the Yeah, stuff. he... Yeah, go on. Yeah, man, well, you know, Julian liked to comment that I didn't finish the guy, but my God, I put a beating on him for five rounds, and, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, if I, if, if, when I go in Saturday... And I put the same kind of hands on Julian. He ain't going to last five rounds. Well, I mean, that guy, I felt bad for that guy because he was bowled over like this. And you could tell he wanted to quit, but he had too much pride. But by going that, he was giving you his – and you were just fucking hitting him. I was like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. It was rough. Yeah, yeah. I talked to that guy, and I, 
man, uh, you know, honestly, I let my coaches do most of my research on, on my opponents and stuff like that. And then they trained me accordingly. But, uh, you know, he'd never been finished by strikes. So uh, I was really hoping to be the first one, but I, I just couldn't get it done. But, but uh, you know, I've made some adjustments. Um, I think I'm – I think, man, I just know damn well you guys are in for a hell of a bare knuckle fight this Saturday. Now, do you like Julian Lane? Because he seems like a kind of guy that it's hard not to like. Because he's like, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's funny. You can tell he's a nice guy. He seems like a good person. He just obviously has some, some mental issues, as most people do, uh, <laughs> especially in that sport. Do you like the guy or do you not like him? Man, I got, you know, I, I, I'd say that I like the guy. We'll see. I told him he bet. Man, I'll go to not liking this guy if he tries to put his hands on me in weigh-ins like he did the last guy. I do have problems with that. Don't be touching me at weigh-ins. I'm not getting – you're not fucking putting your hands on me unless I'm getting paid for it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Now, how do you prepare for the bare knuckle? Like, because do you just box with small gloves? Man, so I do conditioning, everything, very similar. Like, if you can fight, you know, three five-minute rounds uh, – uh, of MMA, uh, you can definitely do 10 minutes of bare knuckle, uh, boxing. So, you know, I prepare physically, I get kind of the same stuff, but, but, um, outside of that, man, yeah, it's almost all boxing. And I actually love hitting the mitts. I do the mitts, uh, uh, with no gloves on. Wow. Wow. Now it seemed like a lot of guys, they get on the bare knuckle boxing and they have a tough time adjusting because they do regular boxing and they don't do those tricks of holding the guy's head and sort of like hockey fighting. But you didn't have yeah. that problem. But you didn't have that problem. I still think, like, I know you can probably vouch for this after watching my last bare knuckle fight, but, uh, man, a lot of these guys still don't know how to fight in the clinch. Um, and I really like to fight there. Um, of course, I like to fight in my range, too. But, but uh, you know, making it a, a, a dirty little brawl on the inside is always fun for me. So who's the champ in your weight class? Tiago. Wow. Okay. That he he had a Elvis, man. I love that fight, man. Like you know, and Julian Lane had a you know a, a good fight with him. So really, that's why I picked this fight. You know, I handpicked Julian, and uh, I just really hope that uh, um, they'll consider. I mean, I'm trying to get that title shot. You know what I mean? No. What do you think about the Hector Lombard? What's he doing? He's fighting that guy that jumped into the into the cage against him. That he hit. Oh him. yeah, the juggernaut. Or whatever, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Hey, man, hey, tensions are tensions are high. That's all I'm going to say, man. Like, if somebody jumps in the ring Saturday night, man, they might get smoked. And then uh, what's his name who I thought was unbeatable uh, in bare knuckle boxing? The kid, um, what's his name, who did uh, from the Ultimate Fighter, you know what I'm talking about. He got his – he got whooped his last one. He was beat he, – he beat – he beat – Everybody. He beat uh, Chris Lieben, Dakota Cochran. There's a guy. Oh, Dakota Cochran. Yeah, man. He's a he's a trooper, dude. I was really – I mean, I think that's a testament to to Mike Richmond. Um, he was a longtime Bellator vet as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he just has pretty damn precise striking. He's a lot bigger now, so obviously power has followed him as well. Because uh, putting away Dakota Cochran is no easy feat. No, and he did it like nine times in the fight. I couldn't believe it because Dakota was running through everybody. I, th I thought Dakota yep. was like the goat in bare-knuckle boxing. 
And Mike yeah. put an end to that. A bunch of my friends have fought Dakota, and he's got pop, man. He's got power. He's one of those guys that just – if he catches you, man, it's, it's not good. Now, what do you think about what happened recently with Conor McGregor and the DJ from Italy? With who? Conor McGregor. You hear what happened? Uh-uh. So he, he, he was at a, a club. First, he went to his kids' like his kids christening, basically. And then he was out partying later that night with uh, some random DJ who had like a million followers. And then he broke the guy's nose. Some Italian <laughs> DJ, he just punched him in the head. And then, like, and now the guy is pressing charges against him. Dude, all I'm saying is you're partying with fucking Conor McGregor. You're giving him booze and cocaine. Man, shit's bound to happen. You know what I mean? Like, we know how that story ends. But it was like his friend. His friend, he just beat up his friend for no reason. I've beat up a ton of my friends. And they've, they've, shit, they get me drunk enough. They get me drunk enough and they beat me up too. Uh, and then what do you think about John Jones? You think the UFC should cut John Jones for what happened? What allegedly happened? You hear about that? Uh, no, I didn't hear about it. Man, I'm out of the game, Adam. You, you Adam, get Wi-Fi. You gotta fill internet. me in. Like you're the inside scoop guy now. So he was in Vegas, and he made it to the Hall of Fame for his fight with Gustafson. And then that, and then he goes out and he asks his his wife or his fiance for ten thousand dollars to go to a club, to a strip club. She gave him the money. He came back at five o'clock in the morning. Nobody knows exactly what happened, but. His wife went downstairs, asked for a new room key, and she had like a, a black eye and like a busted lip or something. And uh, the kid said, please call the cops. And he got arrested for domestic violence. Um, he says he never hit her. She said she, he didn't hit her. He just pulled her hair. And uh, now the UFC is figuring out what to do with him. Um, they don't okay, know but I, have they been together for a long time? Like 10 years. And then they made a video after that of them kissing each other. Saying that they're, you know. Yeah, I feel like she's not making that shit up then. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where it's like, what, what, what's wrong with this guy? How the fuck? Yeah. You think his, it's just, yeah, exactly. We could do this all day. Like, you're not going to get your shit together for real? Like, it's pretty unbelievable to me. But also, do not hand me multiple millions of dollars. <laughs> I could Come ruin on. every relationship. Come on, you worked so fucking. You worked so dollars. hard, David Rickles. You you came from the nothing. You you were self trained. You fought thirty fights in Bellator. You fought this. You fought that. You've you've had odd jobs left and right. You're you're not about to give up what you've earned. And no, I mean you're right, man. Honestly, and at the end of the day, I'm really big on um, you know being a good man. At the end of the day, I, I am really big on that. Uh, I think more people should take that seriously. But, um, you know, some people don't. Well, what's crazy is, like, the more talent – it seems like the most talented people are the ones that are the biggest fuck-ups. Maybe because they – maybe they didn't have to work as hard as the other people who weren't as talented. But it's just like, come on. Uh, so this week in Bellator, in Russia, Tim Johnson is fighting Fedor. Who do we That's like? awesome. <laughs> who do we like in this fight? Who do I like? Who's going to win? Fuck, I hope Fedor, man. I'll literally never bet against Fedor. Fedor, you know, I grew up on pride, man. That's why I like to like pride in WWF. And that's why I like my like crazy walkouts and, you know, the entertainment and this and that, but man, Fedor was a huge part of that. We know that. So, I always like I would I would watch a Fedor knockout any day of the week.
I, I hope it happens. Now, what are they going to do to Tim in, in Russia, though? Are they going to give him, you think, the, the shitty treatment, the 4 o'clock in the morning way, uh, wake-ups, uh, bad room service, the, they're going to fuck up his car? You think they're going to try to make it seem like – or is Bellator going to be on top of that? Yeah, yeah, I could see that happening for sure. You know. Um, all right, also in the UFC this week, I don't know if you heard about what happened – so Paula Costa is taking on. Uh, oh, chubby, chubby Paula Costa! I did hear about this one, man. Yeah, so he uh, he's fighting on Saturday. Yesterday, he he informed everyone he's twenty six pounds over. Uh, he's not going to make the weight. Um, he says we'll do a catch. He weight said at- he straight up said that he's not going to make weight. Yeah, he says I'll he goes I'll fight him at a catch weight at one ninety five. To which Vittori allegedly his his manager says no, we could do a heavyweight instead. So they huh. went. So, damn, that's funny how that worked out, huh? <laughs> I mean, he probably was. Too. <laughs> he was probably like, "Shit, I'm chubby too. Let's go." Does Paul Acosta not want to be a fighter? I mean, the guy's had what a year he, since he fought Asanya. He got he's drinking too much of that wine. Remember, he stay on that wine. I mean, what do you think? You think this is a guy who's good at fighting but doesn't like it? And I mean, he's got to know these twenty six pounds over. Two weeks out, he's probably thirty-five pounds over two weeks out. He's not a he's not, he's not a skinny. This is not Kenny Florian at one forty-five, whatever he weighed. This is this guy right. has the weight to lose. Um, what do you think is a matter of un, too many yes men or what? Uh, what you talking about? Like why he missed weight? Yeah, why is the guy coming in at twenty-six pounds over five days out? Man, a list of a lot of reasons. Uh, I don't know. Uh, partying too much, you know. I don't know how much. I'm sure he gets paid pretty good too. But man, that's one of the things, man. Once you make it a little bit and you start to make a little money, it gets really hard to train like a demon you used to. You know, like Conor McGregor is a prime example, man. And I'm sure he trains hard for his fights and stuff like that. But you cannot tell me he has the same fire in his belly. That there's the same fire. That Conor McGregor had when he knocked out Jose Aldo, you, you know, put that on a million different fighters, bro, because it just happens, man. Like you get to a place of comfort, and uh, it's easy to fall out. Did that ever happen to you? Yes, one hundred percent. I mean, it has. Honestly, like uh, you get a, just a little too comfortable, man. Things get a little too easy. Like, uh, you know, it is what it is. But I have definitely not trained properly for fights. I mean, I went to a strip club a couple times the night before big TV tapings and stuff. Or oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so maybe yeah, guys, very similar, very similar. But, but it's crazy, though. But, like, so after you won the Bellator Championship, was that, like, the peak of when you were, like, after you, you, you fucked off after that? Yeah, so won the tournament. Um, so probably a lot of people don't know, but, like, our local Wichita State won. Uh, they were, like, Final Four which is, like, crazy thing for, like, a local, uh, you know, college to do around here, you know. Wichita State's, like, kind of on the radar now. But so they were going through it at the same time as me, going through the tournament. And, like, that's kind of how my name popped because I was on every single bar uh, right there with Wichita State. And uh, everybody had me playing, you know. I walked in, I walked out to uh, who uh, – everybody walked to Dinosaur. You know that song? Yeah, open the door, get on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. Dude, I'd walk into bars, man, and they just start playing it. 
Now, did it you was have super a, dope. Did you have like, a uh, the DJs time? would like start playing the everybody walk the dinosaur song. So yeah. So uh, yeah, man. Um, the tournament was a big thing for me for sure. Now, did you have a girlfriend at the time or a wife or anyone to tell yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, we were very serious. Yeah, I wasn't married yet, but yeah. So you weren't you weren't having threesomes and foursomes and stuff like that. Uh, no, no, not yet. That. <laughs> That's when you get a little bored in a relationship. That's you know what I mean. That was still early. We still had that fire. Got it. Got it. Of course. Of course. Of course. Got it. Uh, all right. Grant Dawson. Rick Glenn. Grant Dawson. Who? And Ricky Glenn. I don't know who Ricky Glenn is. He's a I do know guy. Grant Dawson. Yeah, yeah. Grant's a and he's a beast. He's, yeah, he's a like beast. Grant Dawson is a beast. Um, you know. Honestly, I actually hope Grant watches this. But, man, I was, I've was i been watching him for a long time because he's in Kansas City. And uh, I kind of doubted him at first. I was like, ah, he's, he's just kind of a grinder and wrestler. But, man, that kid is way more than that. He's something special. I, I can't see wait to see where he goes. Yeah, he's 16-1. and one. Uh, So, yeah. um, another, big That's legit. another big fight coming up October 30th. Jan Blakovich versus Glover Teixeira. Um, man, when's the last time Glover got a win? I mean, he's won like five in a row. He he beat uh, has he? Yeah, he beat Tiago Santos, and uh, that's last year. He beat Anthony Smith before that. He beat Nikita Krylov before that. He beat he beat Kudalaba. He didn't beat Carl Robertson. His last loss was against Corey Anderson in 2018. I don't know if your face is frozen because shock or if it's the Wi-Fi. Uh, can you hear me? Hello? Ah, oh, shit. Um, hello, Dave Rickles. Uh, I guess we got to start over. Um, sorry, it's ducking up. Uh, fuck. Um, all right, well... I'll just, I guess, pick it up from here. Uh, you're frozen. All right. So you are frozen. Um, all right. So I guess he's back. All right. I think Glover's going to win this. I, I don't know why. First of all, I picked against him the last five fights. So that's probably why I think he's going to win. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think I like Glover. I like his story. I think he seems like a nice guy, too. So does Jan Blakovich. I mean, they both seem like good guys. A lot of these guys, though, are from different countries. Well, not really Glover. He's, from, he's been in here for a long time. But a lot of these guys, uh, they seem like nice guys because I can't understand them. Uh, it's like anything else. You ever, see, you ever hear someone, like, really quiet? And you're like, oh, that person's really smart or what a kind soul or they're awesome and they talk. And you're like, this is the, the worst human being I've ever seen or this, this guy's horrible or the dumbest person ever. So um, that could be the case as well. Who knows? Uh, let's see. So I'm going to try to get him to jump back on. Jump back if you can. All right. Here we go. So anyway, just so you know, we had Nate to train also scheduled. He texted me uh, fucking four over. Oh, his car overheated. <laughs> his car overheated. Okay. All right. Uh, damn. Take care of that. Damn. Take care of that. Um uh obviously take care of that uh all right so his car overheated so i'm waiting for um gerald Mearshart to come 
back on the show. He's supposed to come on. Nate's a train. His, his, uh, his Wi-Fi sucks. So, all right. Dan Hooker is fighting Islam Makayev in that event. Ah, man, I hope Dan Hooker wins. I like Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker, by the way, came on the podcast, by the way, and wanted to prove that pulling guard was the dumbest thing you could do in MMA. And uh, pretty sure he actually, he, he like proved it. All right, here comes Rickles. His car overheated. All right, so going to be a blast and great connections. Oh, that's someone else. Uh, someone said, okay, here we go. Boom. So I, here I am. I'm talking to myself. Um, and uh, yes. So I think Rickles is back. His car overheated. Is your car okay? Hey, we're back in action, folks. We're back. So, yeah, so, yeah, so Glover this year won five in a row. Yeah, well, Glover's, uh, has he been knocking people out again? He's been wearing them out. He's been, like, taking a beating, coming back, and submitting people. So. I don't know, man. This man might be ready for something. <laughs> Who, who's the best guy that you ever trained with, by the way? Best guy that I ever trained with? Yeah. Every single time I get a fucking phone call, it tries to cut me off. <laughs> um, best guy I ever trained with was Corey Sanhagen. Oh, really? Yep. I mean, like, not size-wise, obviously. Like, um, but I just knew as soon as I trained with him, I was like, this kid's going to be special. There's something special about him. Like, the way he would put together his striking and stuff like that. Um, I just knew. You know what I mean? It was just a feeling. How, how long ago was this? Shit. Before he was in the UFC. So, he walked into a gym in Wichita, Kansas? Nah, I was, uh, I was doing most of my camps over at uh, uh, Team Elevation. Oh, so you were in Colorado. Corey Sandhagen walks in. He's 135, 145, and you're just looking at him, watching him, going, holy shit? Yeah, because I was fighting at 55 for some of these fights, and, uh, you know, we were pretty close. He was fighting at 45, I think, at that time. I don't know. What is he? Is he fighting 35 now? Yeah, 35. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we were pretty close in weight, uh, sort of. I was a huge 55er. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just knew. As soon as we started sparring and stuff like that, like the way he picked things up, he was so humble and like ready to learn and, and this and that. Um, it, it's cool when you see a guy turn the corner. Like the only thing that I felt that he lacked at that time was like the killer. You know what I mean? The killer instinct. And like you'll see some of these guys where they got all the skills in the world, but they just – they can never flip that uh, – I'm, I'm in kill mode now. and uh, It's really cool to see him flip that switch. And then probably fun is – was uh same thing team elevation man was uh just matt brown man me and matt brown went to fucking war dude <laughs> we we just sparred like a handful of times but uh, just specifically the first time you know because there's an ego obviously like i don't even know if he knew who i was but shit i knew who matt brown was i was like i'm gonna get his ass well we we put on a hell of a show for everyone to watch and uh uh, now, yeah, that now, was just a. Uh, now, when you guys, when you and Matt Brown are training, right? Now, is it like, because like when I used to wrestle, you know, I'd always, we'd always go 100% wrestling. There was no, but, I would, but, but we're not knocking anybody out. So, right. there's certain guys that you're like, okay, I'm going to go 70%, sort of like a mutual agreed upon thing. And then, like. Yeah, usually. 
usually it's kind of like uh, a non-spoken agreement is I'm going to hit you as hard as you hit me. Uh, but, yeah, 70% is pretty basic. Like, you're not trying to push so much power that you could drop somebody, but you want them to, to know when they're in danger. So when you go with Matt Brown and you're throwing 100%, we were going 100%. It was a, it was a full-on fight, man, and uh, it was super cool because I was still like, I don't know. I, was, I wasn't new to belt or anything like that, but I was new to the uh, team elevation and stuff like that, so I was still trying to earn my stripes and this and that. And he, he just – right after sparring, he turned to me and he goes, that fight should have been on TV. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Hell, yeah. Now, were, we, you guys we going for, maybe, were you guys going for the finish? No, I mean, we were just – I mean, it was, it was like sock and bop and robots, man. We were just beating the hell out of each other. You know, one of those ones that, like, you know, you, you watch on TV and you just – you can't believe either one is still standing. And uh, it was a shame that it just happened in the gym. And some of the best fights do, man. A lot of people don't realize, like, some of the best fights happen right in your, your local gym. And there was no coach that was like, easy, easy. Or, no, nobody said that. Nah, nah. Because I was getting ready. I can't remember who I was getting ready for, but uh, we just did three, three five-minute rounds, man, just like a normal fight, and uh, fucking went at it. So, it, yeah, there was no easy. There was no nothing. Like, I was trying to drop him. He was trying to drop me. And, uh, you know, those are the fun times for sure. Now, everybody always says that we're trained with Kelvin Gastelum. They, they can't believe it. Like, this, this guy goes pretty light in the gym. He doesn't really go very hard. He kind of shows up late. Maybe he's a little, he was a little lazy. This is the old. I mean, not anymore, but that was the thing. Then he would get into a fight and just knock people the fuck out. Like, he would just be right. like, this is a different guy. Uh, Mike Pyle, the opposite. They would say, Mike Pyle, you couldn't even come close to him in the gym, and then he would get the big lights, and sometimes he would not do what he did in the gym. Uh, yeah. Were there ever guys that you train with that you were like, man, this guy's going to get fucking killed, and then he goes out there, and you're like, what? who's that guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's actually a guy on the Bare Knuckle uh, show coming up, man. Like, uh, He's he's fighting this weekend. He was 15 and 0 as an amateur. He's had a rough rough uh, start to his uh, pro career, but his name's Brexton Everett. And uh, man, he trains like dog shit. <laughs> but he's like just tough enough to uh, like withstand some punches and and dish them back out. Like he's gritty and game. And like we know that goes a long way in this sport. And um, yeah, so then you get the opposite people too, man. Like. The gym heroes, man, the guys that you could not beat in the gym. But as soon as the lights are on, they look like, you know what I mean? They, it looks like they've never even trained before. Um, I've, I've met a thousand people like that, man. That's the truth. There's a thousand people like that that should have made it to the UFC, was good enough, but couldn't perform at the right times. That sucks. I, 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 you know, I used to have really bad OCD where I would always worry that I was that guy. So I would like, for my wrestling matches, I would call up my teachers at school, be like, by the way, I took three desserts or went to this like strict boarding school. I would like <laughs> apologize to anyone that I fucked over and just get everything, yeah. just clean up my whole conscience so that I, I have it. Oh yeah, for sure, man. For yeah. sure. So that's, that's a real truth though, man. That's a, there's actually a real truth to that though, man. Like if you don't have a good, clear mind going into your fight where you feel like, you know, you're going through whatever with a relationship or this or that. Like, a lot of people – personally, I have to center my mind. I have to be 100% here when I fight. And I think 
everyone else is like that. You get your fluke guys, man, that could probably uh, – <laughs> <laughs> about to say beat up their girlfriend like John Jones and then go fight. But, but, uh, uh, I just couldn't like, I wouldn't be able to do that with a clear conscience. You know what I mean? Like and that would weigh on me in the fight. So, so having a good clear mind and, uh, feeling, dude, that's why you train so hard. You, yeah. Most of the time we're in shape six weeks out. We could do the fight, this and that we're toned, but you train so fucking hard so that, you know, you know, you put yourself through the ringer, you know, that you did everything you could to be in there and, and give it your best. Now, by the way, uh, Corey Sanhagen, you bring him up. He's fighting for the title against Peter Yan on that same card of Glover versus. Uh, so, who do we like in that fight? We like Sanhagen, obviously, right? I'm going to have to go with Sanhagen, man. I think he's going to upset uh, Yan. Obviously, Yan's a, like, a huge favorite, probably. Um, but I'm going with the upset, man. I just think there's something special about Corey, and uh, I, I think he's going to show it off. And then also Dan Hooker is fighting Islam Makayev. That should be Oh. Ooh. Okay. So I I I Corey Sanhagen, I trained with Dan Hooker at the same damn time. Only time I've ever been dropped in training and sparring was by Dan Hooker. Only time. Only time ever. I mean body shots, but body shot. I'm talking about like this dude need me straight up. He threw that like vertical straight up knee, dinked my chin. Like, wow. I did the like quick. I did the quick sit down where you get back up and you yeah. don't even know you got sat down, but you keep fighting. Did he, he was looking fighting? at me funny? Did he just say calm down? Oh yeah, I, no, I kept fighting. Like I didn't even know I got dropped. He was like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" Wow. I'm like, "What? What? Yeah, I'm okay. What's up? You stuck?" Nah, I didn't say any of that, but I was like, you know, when when he sparred pretty. I mean, I. A lot, a lot of the sparring gets pretty intense when you're when you're talking about high level fighters, man. Like that's just what happens. But you know, and I was trying to best him, and he was trying to best me, and he dinked me in the chin with a high knee, and uh, uh, yeah, that's the only time I've ever really been wobbled in training. So he's he's, he's doing this fight on like I think a month notice, a quick turnaround. You think he beats Islam? Probably just to get out of New Zealand or wherever the fuck he's at. <laughs> it's fucking locked. That's some bullshit. Yeah. I see all the bullshit they're putting him through, man. That shit is crazy, dude. That's that's true. You know, I didn't even think about that. Um, and then I think the following week is he's probably be trying to sneak his. He's got wait. He's probably trying to sneak his whole family out of goddamn New Zealand. <laughs> I heard they're moving his gym. Real? Oh, really? Out of New Zealand? Moving city kickboxing to where? America. Like where? Like where? I don't know. I don't think they've came up with a city yet, but that's gonna be crazy. So they, they're gonna put, I, they're gonna house all the people. That's awesome. They're, I, gonna, they're gonna house the New Zealand people. I think or? so. I think I think. Well, I think Israel Adesanya. I know he said something about it, and Daniel Hooker. They've been training together for a long, long time. So yeah, I heard that they're uprooting city kickboxing and moving it to the U.S. I'll tell you what, their wrestling is about to be amazing. You know, because it's just yeah. Like, <laughs> That's like the one the one thing they probably is lacking is wrestling, so you know you get all those yeah, all, sure. all those all, sure. all Americans that come over there. What's up, people? I got some really good news. Okay, we are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Yep, I'm talking about Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one spot for the basketball and football action this season. You gotta head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 
50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Boom, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait, take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Now, Colby Covington versus Usman. That's the following week at the Garden. Who do we like in this one? What do you think? I'm going to let you ride on this one. Who do you got? Man, I mean, like, it, they're so evenly matched. And uh, a, a part of me really wants Colby. Colby's a friend of mine. He's a good dude. He comes on the show all the time. I, I was a Colby friend and fan back in the day. Do I like all his antics? Absolutely not. Uh, do I wish he would tone down the rhetoric? I love uh, all of it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Usman, you – Because it's so – it's so over the top. I love it, dude. Like, if you, don't, if, you can't, if you can't, like, understand that that's entertainment, like, what the fuck have you been watching? That's like being mad at Dave Chappelle. You know what I mean? 100%. I mean, but, I mean, I don't know if he has to say that Matt, train, Matt Hughes got hit by a train. Uh, the train's coming, so Matt Hughes got off the track. I, I, <laughs> after the guy just got hit by a train. I, I mean, you know. Uh, I didn't know he said that. Things like, you know, Khabib, Khabib wears his girlfriend on his head so he can fuck it later. I mean – Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, I don't – yeah. So, man, I mean, some of those jokes you probably have to separate yourself from, but, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, he's going out on a limb. I mean, a, a notch, a notch down. But, his, you know, that being said, he's, he's, he's been wild out of me, whereas Usman sort of like – Used to come on the show, then he got, then you know, back in the day, let's do stuff together. Then he hit, hit a point, and then you can't get to him. So, whatever. Uh, uh, that being said, my only fear. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Your only fear is what? My only fear in that fight is that Usman, man. Okay, so I like to call it the invincible stage that fighters get into. You know, like your Anderson Silva's and um, Conor McGregor had his little run where he was invincible and. I, I, I kind of think Usman might be there, man. He might be, but he's also um, not at the same place he was when he got to that phase. You know, like he, he actually moved to Colorado. You know, like he, he left his gym when he fought Gilbert Burns. He's become a big star. Oh. Uh, he, he was at over at that gym in, uh, in uh, Florida. Then he moved to Colorado. Um, whereas Colby, all Colby does is think about this fight. I mean, literally – he wakes up in the morning to when he goes to bed and he thinks about this fight. Like he's, he's obsessed. Even when I, when I, when I hung out with him one time back in the day, he was still pissed about the Warley Alves fight. And that was like nine fights ago. And he's on a, he was on a, like an eight fight winning streak. He's just that fucking dude. He's obsessed. Yeah. I mean, there's so yeah. many. I, I, I rewatched the, it was just playing or whatever. And I rewatched their first fight and man, just, I, people really sleep on how good Colby is, though. But Usman has better power and has better striking. Yeah. Uh, and wrestling, yeah. even. I think Colby has better cardio. I'm here with Gerald mm -hmm. Mearschart. You know, you know Dave uh, Rickles? You guys know each other? Not personally, but I know of him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. 
He, by the way, so he's fighting bare knuckle boxing this Saturday night against Julian Lane. Uh, it's the main event on BKFC, which is the best app I've ever, out of all the apps, it's $5 a month. And you get all the fights. Can't you can't beat that, dude. You get all the fights for $5 a month. Uh, it makes no sense how, I don't understand their business model. They're giving people millions of dollars. They're getting Paige Van Zandt, Rachel Ostevich. They're getting rappers like Blueface. They're offering, they, I don't know, they're, it's $5 a month. I don't know where the money's coming from. I don't want to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, are you getting well drugs? It's definitely drugs. And, drugs, uh, man. They're funneling. Yeah. They're funneling some shit, man. <laughs> so, uh, Mearshart, who do you like in that fight, by the way? The Colby Covington Usman rematch? Uh, I don't see how Colby wins that fight. Uh, like, he's really, I was listening to, to Dave. Colby's really good. He's got a motor forever. I think he has a much better chance if he approaches it a little differently um maybe incites more takedown grappling exchanges maybe not even so much to like try to get Usman on his back right but at least make him tired and kind of take away from the striking offense but you know at least to what we've seen so far out of the both of them they didn't really wrestle right so maybe maybe Colby can't take him down maybe Colby gets on top and rise him out to a decision victory but I I didn't see that being a path uh, you know and again, Colby didn't pursue it that much, so it's still a possibility. But judging off what I've seen so far, I don't, I don't see a way he could win that fight unless he has, in fact, not showed us every wrinkle in his game as far as competing against Usman. Well, but I he, think it has the potential to be much more competitive. Well, he says, of course, he was an American top team before that, and then now he's at MMA Masters. And the reason that Masvidal mm -hmm. got knocked out by – uh, Usman is because they told him to keep his hands low to, to, to protect him from Usman's wrestling, and that's why he kept getting clipped, where now he keeps his hands high because he has a better striking coach. You think there's any truth to that? I'm not in the room with him, and I mean, really, you know, Masvidal's a pretty accomplished striker, so I think he would kind of know what he's doing in general, but it seems like some shit you just made up on the fly right now. <laughs> No, that's what, he, that's, what, that's what he told me. He also said that Masvidal hates him because they used to uh, take two girls back and then Masvidal would finish early and Colby would keep going and Masvidal would get jealous of his cardio when it came to fucking. And that's why they hate each other. Uh, that sounds true. That does sound true, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. Uh, so, so, Mearshart, you had your last fight. You were a 6-1 to one underdog. They put you up against these these guys from Dagestan. They're like thirty and oh, and like no nobody was, was everyone was counting you out. Everybody, not not yeah. me, but everybody else. Uh, the first round though, you got rocked pretty pretty bad. Um, what were you thinking in that first round? Uh, the first one, it probably looked worse than it was because I was staying so high in my stance. Like he definitely put me good, but. Um, you know, I think I was even – I was probably even rocked worse, like, in the Duran fight. It was just happened to be that I was trying to stay super high and run in. So, part of it was I got cracked, and part of it was, you know, I didn't, just didn't have good balance. So, like, it just made it look so much worse. But, you know, I I got hit good, but I never really had too much double vision. If I did, it went away quick, and it was just a matter of, like, okay, I expected – you know, not that you should let people hit you, but I expected that, I, you know, I'd have to be a little sauce on the aprons for this fight, so to speak. Like, I, you know, he's a really good striker. 
at some point he's going to hit me in the face. We all agree to a fist fight to not think that that's going to happen. It's kind of stupid, right? So I was like, all right, he hit me a little bit. I adjusted my game. I got a little more into my X guard, and I started walking him down. And, you know, when I started landing my own punches, then he realized, we're like, oh, shit, this guy can actually punch too. And it made my, oh, well, made my life your, a whole lot easier. Face, the look on your face was not this again. Did you have a not this again thought? No, no. It was, you know, like I said, I kind of expected that if I had some trouble, it would be early. It would be, you know, and like I said, I was kind of running in and I got clipped. So, you know, I, I wasn't expecting to fail, but I was like, all right, he's probably going to catch me with some decent shots because as everyone likes to point out, I'm not exactly the fastest person on earth. So kind of requires me to do things a little bit differently, but. Well, the second you know. round, you, you got to take down and you got to choke. I was going ballistic. It was, it was like one of those movies. Where the bully gets a shit beat, no, the kid gets a shit beat, and it comes back in the second. Uh, how pumped were you? How excited were you? I was really pumped. And it's funny because everyone points out the second round. Honestly, I what I felt in the fight, I know you know whatever it, it looks like what it looks like. But at the end of the first round, or even in the first round, when he says that I, uh, I forget if it was like the nut shot or an eye poke. Which the eye poke, that was 100% his fault, by the way. I tried to parry his hand, and he literally ran into my finger. And I was like, all right. But there was one of those where, like, they were like, oh, everyone said that I needed to break. At that point in my head, I was like, he's getting tired. He's breaking because I won't, like, I'm up in his shit the whole time. I could feel him starting to be like, fuck, fuck, like, starting to panic. So I was actually wanting it to keep going. So I felt him breaking before the end of the first. But, yeah, in the second. I was like, all right, fuck that. He's tired. I'm all over this guy. And, that, you know, I was, I was freaking pumped for that because yeah, he hadn't lost him, like, since 2016, undefeated in his last, like, 13 fights or something stupid like that. So it was, it was a great feeling. It was awesome. Uh, Pettis bet one big on you. Your uh, teammate put, what, like $300 on you or something and won, like, two grand? Uh, he, he, he placed a few different bets. I think he, he won significantly more than that. that yeah. He, yeah, he uh, – I wouldn't say he has a gambling problem, but he was definitely deep in it that <laughs> night and paid off for him. Dude, I, I was so happy for you. But then the, now they're giving you another fucking undefeated Russian. Well, right? It's, yeah, something similar. Apparently I'm stuck in the Cold War and I'm only allowed to fight people that, like, <laughs> train in countries that have been in, like, some sort of civil war for the past 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> do you think there's like a they have like meetings so like we have to and they're like your face is on the wall back in Dagestan or something like we have to get this guy and somebody steps up and then you take him down like why why do they only give you guys from Dagestan I don't know I don't know if they like it's because they like like me or dislike me or what the deal is but it definitely seems like I'm getting railroaded to a very specific <laughs> type of fighter because like I stepped in short notice to fight Hamzat and that fucking went to shit. And then after that, we're like, oh, well, fuck it. I'll just keep giving you every single Russian or foreigner we have. Uh, and it's going to be sink or swim. So now, of course, I got another guy. His last name is Magomedov, which, you know, wonder where he's from. And I'm sure after yeah. this, they'll, like, call up Khabib or Fedor or Million Inc. They'll be like, hey, you got any Adrian Pipers? We got this fucking hick in Wisconsin we want to get beat up. And he just keeps winning. Uh, Dave, any any advice for him against Magomedov? Uh, beat his ass? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's uh, right, USA, baby. That's uh, right. Uh, Mirashar, any advice for Dave? He's fighting Julian. Let me bang bro Lane this week. Any advice for him? Uh, yeah, I think there's like a rule, and I'm pretty sure Julian Lane might have crossed it. Because if you have a neck tattoo or a face tattoo of bare knuckle boxing, usually you get knocked the fuck out. So convincing <laughs> you get a neck tattoo or something, and you'll have a big advantage. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll smack happen? him in the face, man. It'll be fun. Now, Mirashar, every time you come on and you tell me that somebody's going to beat Jake Paul, they lose. Your, your teammates are 0-2. What happened with Woodley? That, that's, a, that's, that's your boy. That's my boy. What, what happened? Uh, I, I guess, you know, took his foot off the gas a little bit, I guess. It's the only thing I can think of. And honestly, that one, it, it depends on how you score, like, criteria, right? Like, if you're looking at boxing-style points, you know, he got outpointed. But if you're thinking about it like a fight, he was never in any danger, and he, like, almost dropped him through the ropes. So, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I'm the same hand. bothers me, man. <laughs> oh yeah, tell me, dude. Uh, Tyron's like my personal that friend. That's like, still bothers me, man. If it was me and I saw him fleeing through the ropes, I would have fucking started throwing elbows or something. But you know, I'm not yeah, gonna, no. I'm not gonna be mad at Tyron for not screwing up the bag. So I get it. If I <laughs> now, now Dylan Dennis said that there's a contract. I'm throwing knees, bro. I'm fucking yeah. throwing. Knees. <laughs> my gosh. Uh, Dylan Dennis said Tyron had a contract saying he's not allowed to knock him out. Do you think there's a truth, any truth to that? I, I don't know why anyone listens to anything Dylan Dennis says ever. Like, at first he was like Connor's grappling coach yeah, or something, exactly. which is not even true because Connor comes from SBG, which is predominantly a grappling gym. And then I don't know if he's, how, you know, when's the last time he even worked with Connor? And like, people just keep. I, he you hook two guys that are like Owen thirty five and Bellator, and people still keep talking to him. I don't understand. I feel like this is a media created problem almost. Like he wouldn't get so much attention if people didn't keep interviewing him. No, one hundred percent. But I mean, he basically like took on the part. A lot of times, people want to be like, "Oh, you hate him, and then you love him, right?" You're like, "Oh, this is a guy you love to hate," and it's like fun. But he's just a guy you love to hate. Like, there's no – he's not coming out of this. Like, there's nobody that likes him anymore. Uh, like, it's one thing if, if, like, you hate the guy, but he keeps winning. Uh, you're like, okay, fine. You know, I hate the guy, but I respect his fight. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You said he keeps winning again. He no, fought – he no, can't no, even no. name the people he fought. He hasn't fought in, like, six years or something stupid no, like that. I can't even remember the time he did a yeah. – when's the last time he did a grappling match even? Like, no. that's his sport. How does he make money, this guy? I, 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 you know, meets a guy in the back alley for 20 bucks. I have no idea. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, so we talked about the fights this weekend and uh, Paula Costa missing weight. He's 26 pounds over on Wednesday. Um, yeah. Does this guy want to fight? Like, I, mean, I mean, it seems like he doesn't even want to be there. Like, he lost his last fight. He got embarrassed. Okay, everyone loses a fight. He had a bad night. You know you're six months out, five months out, four months out. 26 pounds is a lot. I mean, missing weight by two pounds, three pounds, even four pounds. I'll give it to you. 26 pounds over and going, you know what? We're going to fight at 195. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. And now it's going to be at heavyweight. I, 
Yeah, I thought you couldn't, but apparently, apparently you can. I guess I I don't know. I like I so there's been one time in my I've never I'll stick to this. I've never missed weight. The one time in my career that I knew I wasn't going to make weight, I let them know two or three weeks in advance, and that was when I moved up from seventy to eighty-five. I was like, hey, look, I still want to fight. Uh, I'm just being honest with you. You know, I don't know what to tell you. If we can still fight, I, I could maybe make a catch of, you know, X, Y, or Z, but I'm definitely not going to make 170. Uh, and we figured it out. But that was two or three weeks in advance. I didn't show up the week of and be like, hey, by the way, I'm in like, a, you know, a whole two different weight classes. And this is – my friend actually asked me about this, and it's a unique situation, right, because uh, – People started hating on Costa. He's gotten his Twitter game is pretty good. He's actually pretty funny on Twitter. But other than that, it's like he, he lost to Izzy, and he hasn't had much steam since then, and he was getting shit about getting the hair plugs or whatever. And then you got Vittori, who's, like, talking a lot of shit. But people are ragging on him, and he just lost also. So now you got two people who need this fight, right? They're not necessarily fan favorites anymore. They don't have the buildup that they did. So now you're in a position where – Cost knows he needs a good fight. Marvin knows he needs a main event fight as well and needs to look good. So they're both in a weird spot where, like, they both know they need to fight, and Marvin's kind of got to bend to Costa because if he just fights a random replacement, he's not going to get the bump he wants, yeah. right? So he kind of needs Costa to play ball with him. So now they're in this weird spot where they're kind of being a catchweight, although I still understand when Costa was like, no, we're going to agree to a catch weight, so I'm not going to lose any of my purse. And it's like, no, motherfucker, you did that. sign a contract that said 185. You're making a new one, yes, but you still violated the contract that you signed. That's still violating the previous contract. Like, uh, if they don't make them lose money, that's on them. But to say that, it's like, no, we're just going to do a new one. It's like, no, you, no, you though, already right? signed something. Because then if Vittori doesn't weigh in at 185, and he weighs at 195, does he get the purse? Because he didn't make the weight either, but he didn't have to make the weight. So Right, yeah. exactly. That's, so that's, I, I feel – and then it, then then that comes to that question, like I'm not saying they should necessarily give it to Vittori since, it, you know, if they agree – say they agree at 95. Okay, great. Uh, I don't think giving Vittori any money is necessary because, again, they agreed on a different weight, right? But I would still think you should penalize Costa somehow because you came into this – waiting till the last minute or just about telling them that like, Hey, cause that's about as close as you can get to a fight and let them know that you're not going to make weight, but not lose any of your personal, like, you know, not miss weight, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? You know, when I wrestled in college, they had a, you know, cause my year, three kids died, two kids died losing weight. Cause we were all doing stupid shit, like triple rubber suits and shivering off weight and spitting in a cup and freezing. It was all bad. We didn't, I, mean, I, was, I was a D3 with no nutritionist, no team fucking, nobody gave a fuck. But until, oh, you were a D3? Yeah. Until, yeah. Wow. Until, until 2K, I got a scholarship D1, but I, I ended up going D3. Tom Ryan gave me a scholarship over uh, at Hofstra. But then, uh, but then when two kids died, they're like, wait a minute. Because they were doing, they, were, they had rubber suits in the shower with the steam up. One kid brought a bike in there and it passed yeah. out and died. And then they had a yeah. thing where you can't be within, I think, 6% body fat or 5 whatever they're saying. You think the UFC right. should do something like that? Uh, I don't say I think they should kind of adopt what the 1FC has done and do a hydration test. So they pretty much told everybody, hey, look, whatever weight class you've been fighting at, 
We're going to make you move up one weight class. So for everybody across the board, and we're going to do a hydration test. And like, it's, you can't really, I talked to, I remember I talked to uh, Ashburn about, I was like, well, how could, is there a way to fake that? He's like, well, you could sweat out a bunch of weight, but then you'd have to drink like a gallon of water. So it kind of defeats the purpose. So it's like not really a way to fake how hydrated you are. So if you can, you know, I do make it 205. I could safely diet down to that and be fully hydrated. You know, it is what it is. I still wouldn't be the biggest guy, but it would be fine. And then guys like Costa, you know, if he's 211 right now and he's actually been training. Chances are he couldn't make even 205 with the hydration test. So then, you know, you got to bump up and then, you know, maybe even add a weight class between 205 and, uh, you know, between 205 and heavyweight and maybe a, a 195 class because it's a big spread. Right. So I think that would be the easiest way or the only other alternative is have USADA when they come to check on us, do random weight checks. And if you're not within a certain percentage of your weight class, you know, yeah. within reason, uh, unless you've been like, you know, uh, it was my birthday last weekend and I was, you know, just fucking eating and drinking everything in sight. And it's like a once in a while thing, you know, you get a certain amount of strikes, but as long as you're generally within that weight, cause it is, it's your job to stay in shape as a fighter, then figure it out that way. One of those two things I think should happen. Yeah. They should say within two weeks, you can't be within 15 pounds or, you know, 10 pounds, but then the people are going to have a huge problem with that. Cause there's somebody that's, you know, people that can lose 19 pounds in a day or something. There's, there's always gonna be those guys. But right, which is why I think the hydration test is probably the safest because you can't fake being hydrated. You know right. what I mean? Right, right. Now McGregor beating up a DJ and Italian <laughs> punching him in the nose. First of all, he's not even dropping anyone anymore. He's just fucking hitting them. They're they're, they're walking away. These guys. Your thoughts on uh, McGregor? What's going? Why is it that these guys get to a point? The John Jones, the McGregors. They're the best in the world or top three in the world, and they just can't get it together. Like, Mirsha, talk to me. Is it I don't know. I don't know if it's too much yes, man. I don't know if it's too much money. I don't, hey, maybe I'll get $100 million and I'll start slapping the shit out of everybody. I have no idea. I can't. I don't live that life. I got too much, like, actual real-world problems going on. So, I, I don't know. I, luckily, I have friends that. Yeah. So, oh no, Duke would be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like he slapped me across the face first. You know what I'm saying? Like this. <laughs> that, yeah. He's like an old school coach like that, where you know I would get checked real quick if I started on some ridiculous shit like that. So you think Duke would just at, at like Conor McGregor or John Jones is in your gym? You think at a certain point he just lets you guys go? He just says, "Fuck it." You're someone else's problem. I'm not going to do this. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Duke, Duke uh, even, even if it started getting close to that, uh, not even just Duke, but Coach Cush, Scott Cushman, you know, I I see him all the time. He holds fast for me. He's another one of the integral parts. If not Duke, Cush would definitely be like, hey, you need to pull your head out of your ass. I'm going to slap out of <laughs> He's like, I would never even be able to get to that point in my life. And on top of that, I, I got the best friends in the world because they will still talk shit to me to my face and be like, you know, it keeps you, it gives you a nice reality trick because, you know, even after like uh, my last win and stuff, it's really good. And like, they, they're my biggest supporters, you know what I'm saying? And then they would never say a negative thing about me. But then when I see them, they're like, you know, you're still in shit, right? You know, I still remember when you started off and you were a bitch and got beat up all the time. So it's like, I, I have too many things in place to prevent me from my ego inflating like that, that I would ever like have the time or energy or mindset to do that. 
Well, I mean, the thing is, your, your, your team has never had a problem like that. And you've had some amazing guys uh, run through Rufus. But it has never been the issue of you, Bilal, I mean, Askren, Pettis, uh, some of the guys that were there. There's never been that, like, oh, this dude's out of control. Certain teams, don't, they don't have that. You know, um, right. I mean, I think Jack right. Winklejohn are they're great coaches, but it seems like it does seem like like they let certain guys have different roles than other guys, and uh, it seems like that's a recipe for disaster. You know, uh, when you get when you when you when you, when you say yeah. all right, you guys all have to be in by nine o'clock, you know, you're the best guy on the team. You can come in whenever you want. <laughs> Team's gonna fall apart. Uh, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be bad. Right. Yeah, we've, we've uh, you know, we've had issues before we've let people go. So it's not like it's never happened. But I'm the same man, I think, you know, we're in Wisconsin, uh, Midwest in general, very blue collar. Like, you know, I whatever, I make money fighting. It's a different kind of job, right? But I still am pretty busy and I kind of live that lifestyle more. So we're like, I don't have time for all that. Like, you know, I'm dropping and picking up my kid. Uh, I got a, I got a rental property. I got to take care of. I got our own house. We got shit right now in the basement. I got to get replaced. Like, you know, my wife, uh, you know, she works full time, very successful herself. So I got more than enough of my plate. I think keeping yourself busy definitely helps, but you know, it's never, never that I've never lived that lifestyle where I want to, you know, get like a fucking Ferrari or whatever. And like all this nice stuff and just kind of hang out and go party. Like well, I never, well, I never really had that phase that. in my life. Well, tell, tell Woodley about that. He's buying his fucking baby mama's new husband's houses and shit. Like, uh, and the tattoo. Why did you let him get the tattoo? Hey, supporting. I'm not going to talk about the tattoo, but the other part, that's just supporting the family and like building your people around you. That's a good thing. I got, I'm not saying nothing about oh, the tattoo. Six, six cars and like four houses. Like, come on, tyrant. Like, I, I, he's too nice. He's too nice of a guy. He's too nice of a guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I like I like Tyron a lot. Uh, like he's 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 one of my uh, one of, he's my one of my favorite people. I just think that he needs uh, he needs he needs somebody. He needs that Jimmy Cricket around them to be like, listen, man, this fucking guy. This is this guy's bad news. Uh, uh, this guy's not looking out for you. This guy just wants this. You don't need to fucking stay away from that chick. That chick's bad, you know. Now, to be fair, oh, well, the, the chick thing, I'm not going to talk about that here, but to be fair, Tyron is, like, one of the hardest working people I know. Every time I see him, he's telling me about, like, you know, a Netflix, uh, Netflix deal he's trying to get done, music stuff he's trying to get done. He's got his hands in a lot of different pots. Um, yeah, I know. And he's always trying to accomplish something. So I would, I would say that's definitely better than going out clubbing and slapping DJs and old dudes and shit like that. 100%. You're absolutely right. I don't understand McGregor at all. I don't get it. He was like hanging out. The kid, he was at his kid's christening like earlier that day. And he was hanging out with the DJ. And the DJ's girlfriend thought they were just wrestling. They're having fun. And he cracked him in the face. You know, I mean, look, I've hung out with MMA fighters before where like all of a sudden they start wrestling each other or they'll come up and be like, and I'm like, ah, ha, ha, ha. So maybe the guy was being a little rough, too rough, and Connor just let him let one go and didn't but come on dude like, <laughs> like what the fu- i mean machine gun i mean what are we doing here i mean da- I, dana white man uh, i give dana a lot of credit because those phone calls must be like uh-huh he did what uh, like i it's that's hard 
that's hard. And but the thing is, the guy came from – he was a plumber. Like, I could see, like, that fucking – that quarterback. Remember that quarterback that was, like, Johnny Football? Uh, but he came from, like, oil money. Johnny Manziel, yeah. And he yeah. – so, he didn't even need football. He was just, like, good at it. So, when he fucked up, he was right. like, you know, I don't give a fuck who do I care. Like, you know, or even Gina Carano. I like Gina Carano. But, like, I think her dad was, the, was a football player. Her uncle was the mayor. So, like, when she loses Star Wars deals – She's probably just like, fuck it. I, I ha- like, how much money do I need? Like, I, I have this money, you know? But a guy like right. me, personally, the way I am is I remember what it was like not having, having negative $909 in my account and having to look through my, my, my couch for quarters and pennies to eat dinner on Christmas. Like, I remember those fucking days and I hated those days. I remember just having anxiety all fucking day because – I knew checks were bouncing and I was getting collection shit in the mail and um, I had to call up my friend to borrow a grand for rent and fucking this. I remember that. And I never want to go back there. My wife doesn't know what this is like. My wife says that a little bit, but she spends money and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, and, but McGregor's got to know that. Oh, absolutely. You, so you would think, right. Cause I'm like, I'm in the same boat as you. Like I've, I've lived that life. I've, you know, had to, I've had to struggle. It came very late for me, my ability to like have that sort of financial security. But again, the only comparison I can think of is like, so what we're talking about, like we're, we're all right. Right. But McGregor has like generational wealth. If he's smart about it, that's, that would make me think of like a Mike Tyson who came from, you know, not a lot. And then all of a sudden all this, cause on top of that, like, Let's be honest. I'm not even like a D level celebrity. Like I'm lucky if two people like notice me walking by. So like add up, add up on top of not just the like millions, tens of millions of dollars you have at your disposal, but now you have this ridiculous amount of fame and people are going to act very, very differently around you. Like, you know, basically all at once. Now the work to get there didn't come all at once, but all the fame and the money came pretty freaking quick you know i mean he was building a name for himself in um what was that cage warriors yeah, yeah but that's like local right and then all of a sudden boom he's like you know an international superstar and like he played the part very well but i i think it's not just the money it's that that spotlight that comes with it it affects people differently and like again i can't speak to that i'm you know clearly i my neighbors know who i am they think it's cool but they even had to look me up you know <laughs> it's not like it's not like I walk down the street and people are asking for my autograph. I'm lucky if I get a couple people asking for my autograph when I'm at a freaking fight. I had a guy, when I was in Tampa fighting, he thought I was freaking Andrew Sanchez. Like, I'm like the <laughs> white dude that looks like every other white dude. So I'm not, you know, I have no idea how that goes. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And, and the fact that he's been losing, now he's been embarrassed by the whole world time and time and time again. And he gets shit on on the computer all the right. day. You're right. And who knows what the DJ might have been like, oh, yeah, you're going to beat me up just like you did Poirier your last fight or something. He might have said something snarky and then crack. So, right. you know, that guy probably was on cocaine too. So, you know. You're right. Right. Well, and it's unfortunate for fighters, right, because social media has to be part of our job if you're, if you're going to play that role. You know what I'm saying? And the UFC wants people they can market. Other sports, you don't really need. No. Do that. That's an extra thing. But for fighting any kind of showmanship, you can't just do radio interviews anymore, like TV spots. You got to be 
you know, I have to have a freaking Instagram. I have to have a Twitter. And honestly, I probably wouldn't at this point in my life, but, and you know, it's, you try your best not to read some of the comments, but you know, you get sucked into a rabbit hole, especially oh, if you got like a lot of time on your hands. You had with the bad against what's again, Jemaya, you, you're getting, you handled it so fucking well. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> I'm, I don't know. You, you did it so well, but it was like, but it's so, but the fight before that, when you fought that, uh, Daniel Cormier in the fourth grade, that guy, the guy that was like the, the, the wrestler. Deron Wynn, yeah. Deron Wynn. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he was like fucking you up. And I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait. I'm sitting there going, wait, you guys don't understand. Everyone's like, well, Deron Wynn's got, I'm like, you guys do not understand what's about to happen. And then you just, you won and it was a big win for you. Uh, and I, I'd like, but it's just, and everyone's on your dick. And then you lose to Chimaev, and everyone's like, you suck. And then you win this one. And everyone's like, you're the greatest ever. I mean, it's just, it's got to be, it's so up and down, uh, which sucks because it's like, and that's what I hate about MMA fans. I mean, like the baseball game, the Yankees lose a game. Everyone in the world's like, whatever, they'll win the next game or something. Whereas like you guys, all of a sudden, there's like a whole right. of people that are just like on Sean O'Malley's dick. And then O'Malley loses, and they're like, oh, they're on this guy's dick. And, and then they're on Ortega's dick. And then they're on Cody Nolan's right. dick. And then they're on – it's like this it's – like, it's like high school where, like, the, pop, the kid's, like, popular for the day, and he gets surrounded by everybody, and then the next popular kid comes. And, right. and it's like, what, what are you guys talking about? Like, this guy lost one – I mean, even, even Costa – Everyone was saying he's gonna fuck up Izzy. Oh, Costa's gonna kill him. And then all of a sudden he's, he's a joke and he sucks. And now he's a fat and Ricky Martin and everyone hates. It's like, but what about he was like, two fights ago? He was the next. He was the second coming of Christ. It's like, what are we talking yeah. about? Like, the fuck is wrong with you guys? It's nuts. So luckily for me personally, it's never affected me that much because even growing up, like I lived on a horse farm and I was on jazz band. So you know, clearly just puts you at the top of the hierarchy for high school coolness. But I'm like, not, you know, so I was, I was always friends with everybody, but I was never like the spotlight for anything, which is fine. I just do my thing. And I've been in the UFC long enough. We're like, you know, I'll have some good fights, but I've never had the spotlight on me. So I don't really care. I'm like, ever the Shemaya fight. Uh, I think the one thing that saves me is like, I'm a pretty low key person. And I I'd like to think I have a decent enough sense of humor. Like I don't get upset if people make fun of me. Like some of them, if I don't, if I don't think it's funny, I'll just ignore it, right? Because there's plenty, you know, for every person that says something funny, there's a hundred guys who are like, fuck you, fuck you, or they just post like 17 seconds. And I'm like, okay, that took go, you no effort whatsoever. But there was like one guy that was like, uh, there, there was a guy that was like, uh, Gerald did a really good job avoiding Hamzat's wrestling. And I was like, that's <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> like, I was like, I can appreciate that. Yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, right. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, even MMA roasted, like, like the UFC, they hired me to roast fighters. But that was the thing. I, I had no guidelines. Yeah. But then I realized very quickly, like, do not make fun of anyone after they get knocked out. Do not, I don't make fun of If somebody loses, I don't, I don't make fun of them. Unless it's, unless, it's like, unless it's like Bob Sapp. If Bob Sapp, if someone taps to a double leg, I'm like, all right, I got to make a joke about this. But I'm like, normally if somebody loses, I, I never... Right. And, I don't, and I've never posted a meme, somebody getting on a floor because that person could be dead. And it's, just, it's not funny. Like, even I, I have things that I just don't do because number one, I'm like friends with a lot of the people or I like a friendly. And number two, it's like, you got, you, 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 you gave it your all and you came up short. Um, you know, but if I do make a joke and it'll be like, yeah, you know, 
Ben Askren, you know, lost to Jake Paul, but hey, man, you know, he did 95 times better than he did against Masvidal, you know, or like try to put a positive spin on it, you know, where it's like. <laughs> yeah. So, like, this is, I think that's where my niche is and how I became endearing to some fans is because, like, I'll make fun of myself, too. Like, if it's funny, fucking run with it. Like, just, I mean, I even had people, like, you know, try to come at me all crazy, like, oh, what was it like, you know, what was the fight against Hobbs? Like, what was it like getting knocked out? Or, like, you know, how'd you feel after getting humbled like that? Or how was the fight? And I'm like, honestly, I don't remember. I was unconscious. I don't know if you saw the fight, but, like, I don't after about the first, you know, couple of seconds of it, I don't really remember much, dude. Like, were you not paying attention? It's funny. I mean, that's funny. But by the way, you know, that also, that fight is like, uh, that fight nine out of ten times, that, that doesn't happen. I, I don't know if you win. I, I do think you win. I think you can beat that guy. I think people just haven't, you know, figured out the code to beat him. But from what I've heard, people that train with him, he has a breaking point. And uh, people that are trained with him saying that he's not as good in the gym as he's – he's not this, like, unbeatable guy, you know. Uh, so, who knows? You may get right. that. And I, I'm good at finding people's breaking points. But all credit to him. Like, if there's anyone that could, like, weather a storm or break something, you know, I think I'm up on that list. However, look, the dude's really good, right? You know what I mean? I have probably the – you know, I – not only did my should I have done something different for a game plan, but I executed the game plan I had. Obviously, probably bad as you could possibly do it, right? You know, get, get knocked out that fast is like probably an A plus plus on the fuck up scale. But other than that, like the guy is talented. He is really good. I've seen a lot of his fights. I've studied him. You know, he's very very hungry and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. It's really hard. And I felt you know even when I'm coaching my guys, I tell them this all the time. It's really hard to beat somebody that never fucks up. You know what I mean? So, it, you know, zigged when I should have zagged, whatever. It could have went differently. It still would have been tough either way. Uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. I got I'm, I'm always going to bet on you. It doesn't matter. No matter who you fight. Well, listen, man, thank, thank you for your time. Uh, it, honestly, it's an honor. I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm a friend of yours. And uh, I, I really appreciate you, man. So, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. All right. Take care, brother. Have, have a good weekend.